I'll just Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in on a Wednesday. I had to think for a second. On a Wednesday morning. Glad to have you with us. It is August 2nd, 2022. And uh, right now we are starting out with the sun coming up in the capital city at a temperature of 74 degrees. Got a good show for you today, of course. Look at this dew point. Oh, I haven't seen it. What's the dew point? 73. Okay. I mean, that's... 97% humidity. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty high. Pretty high, um, <laughs> yeah. It was it was another one of those deals yesterday where that that temperature was still down, but it did still feel pretty sticky out there once again. Um, but eighty five degrees is your uh, is your high temperature today or thereabouts, and and again we kind of are gonna gonna stay there. It's, it's just kind of a question now, Mark. Uh, how much humidity comes along with these as well in terms of just how nice it was, but the cloud cover all day yesterday. Uh, that was uh, that was something. That was I nice. A, I had a lightning show uh, on my way in this morning. Yeah, southeast of us. Yes, uh, heavy heavy uh, showers, uh, Bennett area, and quite a few uh, showers to the north of us as well. And apparently, a little bit of uh, just a little bit of thunder that was out there as well, because my dog woke up and went nuts at about three thirty this morning. So, hey, we do have one uh, uh, traffic situation, and that's uh, happened in the city here about the last fifteen minutes. Fairly serious accident, evidently. Northbound, uh, 14th and Fletcher, 14th and Turtle Creek. That's up just south of I-80. Okay. Uh, northbound 14th has just been reopened. They had it closed down with uh, fire and rescue there, but they've got eight units uh, dispatched by LFR and LPD. Okay. Um, all right. Well, keep keep uh, keep aware of that one if you're in that area of town today. Because uh, I'm sure with that, that's a that's a lot of units out there, Mark. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and I misspoke. On. That was all LFR units. Okay, all right. Uh, so we'll be we'll be continuing to follow what's happening with that one this morning. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Back back to the forecast situation today. Uh, there is again. Uh, well, obviously, you can see the the thunder, the or you can he- see the lightning that's out there in the distance, and so not far from where we've got um, some precipitation in the area. So it is a possibility throughout the course of the day today. Um, in terms of the hourly, though, uh, we re- actually have the chances of some of uh, that that temperature, or excuse me, that precipitation, that'll decrease throughout the course of the d- the day, um, get down from you know, a little over 50% later in the morning today to under 25% for the rest of the day and the evening and the overnight hours and, and then in tomorrow as well. But you, you, yeah, you're right, Mark, the, the, the dew point will be up there about 75. So we'll be, we'll, we won't get into the 90s, but it's going to feel like, you know, 92, 94, 95, that's kind of what it's going to be is temperatures in the 80s, humidity so much that it's going to feel like the 90s for a couple of days. Um, it looks like then when we get into the into the weekend, we're going to lose some of that that humidity and, and probably get some more cloud cover, too. And so it won't be uh, won't quite feel as sticky throughout the whole thing. But again, better than we were a week ago today, <laughs> which was the which was the highest heat index 
that has ever been felt in Lincoln, Nebraska, tied with 1980. And prior to that, I believe it went back to the 1950s. So um, much better place than we were at that point. Yeah, I was at a hundred and what hundred and thirteen last Wednesday when I left Phoenix. So. Uh, yeah, and it uh, topped out in Lincoln at one seventeen for the heat index. Well, that so. one thirteen was actually the temperatures. So. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. It was definitely up there here in in Lincoln <laughs> yeah. at that time. That's right. Uh, all right. What else do we? Have? Anything else uh, we have going on? Well, it's a little slow this morning, Mark. Uh, it, it is. Uh, just a little more on the weather. Some uh, fairly uh, significant rain uh, just to the north and west of Fremont. Then there's a large area of uh, just showers all the way back to Grand Island and Hastings. So, uh, you know, we could still see some showers here this morning okay. in the area. So just, you know, prepare for it, plan for it. So uh, otherwise, no, not a lot uh, going on. Um, you had Jason Ball on yesterday with Chamber of Commerce, and, and he talked about uh, some tax credits. Uh, school vaccines, you know, we're talking about that, uh, getting back to school. Um, State Patrol hiring, they're uh, always looking for troopers. And, uh, you know, leading economic indicators, the June numbers coming out, um, weaker than they have been in the past, but still slightly higher. We'll, All right. we'll have uh, Dr. Eric Thompson with details here uh, shortly. Yeah, our... Um our house is all back to school all the time right now. That's uh, that's everything right now. Whether it's whether it's prep in uh, having the you know the right the right clothes and everything for for my daughter as she gets to her second year of middle school, or if it's the entire process. This is a much more extensive process with my son who will be moving out two weeks ago yesterday, uh, two weeks ago from Monday. So we're well well less than <clears throat> two weeks. Uh, now from there and we are uh, actually my I shouldn't give myself credit for this my wife and I are uh, and he I should say are are undertaking the process of uh, really going through his room now um, (laughs) given that he won't be living in it regularly i assume he'll obviously be back at sometimes so we'll keep a bed in there and, well, and i stuff, assumed in two weeks you guys are just going to flip that into a, a, a new my daughter my or... daughter has ideas for it yeah. she's got plenty of ideas for my it. my sister's had so many ideas for yeah. oh he's leaving no it'll be a, his room right yeah no it's it'll still be to her chagrin it will still be a bedroom i don't know what she expected if she was going to be a party room or her own private office <laughs> exactly or or what it was going to be but we'll keep it a bedroom room but you know how you are when a when you're a kid uh at least i was like this and the stuff that ends up accruing in your closet um under your bed all of those sorts of things it's been it's been kind of a trip down memory lane with all of the old stuff that we've been going through and been finding and so we've got some significant trips to goodwill coming up uh we've got all of the uh you got you know the stuff it's always hard to make that decision on like okay it's it's uh it's your jersey your jersey from your first baseball team that you ever played on like you don't want to throw it away but if you keep it you're like okay what really am i ever going to do <laughs> with this other than every every 8 years when I clean out my basement, pull it out, opening that thing out, look at it and say, oh, yeah, here's that baseball yeah. jersey, and then put it back in. Mm-hmm. I have that stuff, too. Like, And I'm a, I, I err on the side of, being, of keeping sentimental things. 
But when I really think through it, like I don't, they don't, they just sit downstairs. They just sit, and and we kind of narrow it down every, like I said, every few years that you open it up and you get into it. It's it's just really fun for, it's just really fun for those few minutes when you're going through it and reorganizing and deciding what to keep once again. So I never quite know where to go on that line of being a pack rat. And and basically Nothing getting rid of everything. Great memories. I agree. I agree. it's the only problem is great memories if they involve physical objects take up space. <laughs> and, yeah. Yes. And there's limited there's limited space available. So, but like you know we I I had I saved I kept newspapers when I was a kid uh, after significant Nebraska football wins and. Like I would plaster them on my walls. I had my my walls looked like it was wallpapered, but it wasn't wallpapered. It had wallpaper of posters, magazine covers, newspaper articles, mm-hmm. newspaper pictures, full newspaper editions after big wins. Like when it made if it made the front page, if the win was the headline on the front page, I kept that. And so I've got all and that. If you had the magazines that came with the full posters, yes, the, mag- the magazines, the full posters, right? I had a big Chris Weber poster. I'd cut the individual pictures out of the magazines as mm-hmm. well, and I'd post those up. So I had my whole room wallpapered with this stuff. And when I was going through this process, that my son is now, I I took all of that off the wall and I mm-hmm. just put it in a shoebox. Yeah. And I had, had a shoebox that weighs about thirty five pounds, <laughs> full of full of that stuff, and. I really don't want to get with get rid of it, but I also really don't know what I'm ever going to do with it. Yeah, it's you know you're it's that it's that weird place. Getting rid of it feels wrong, but actually explaining to someone how it will ever be practically used or other than every time you get it out to decide whether to keep it, you look at it for a few minutes. You're yeah. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. I guess that's it. You try it like because I try and show my kids and. A lot of that stuff, you're like, oh, you want to be able to show your kids and grandkids that stuff, and then you do that, and they're like, okay, well, well, neat. <laughs> right? They're not as, for some reason, they don't tend to be as excited about it. At least that's been my experience. They don't tend to be as excited about it as you pictured when you were younger, and you're like, I'll be able to show my kids and my grandkids all of these things that I did when I was a child. Look, here's my here's my varsity football letter. Ooh, <laughs> I did play football. Okay, Dad. Okay, so that's I always wonder where people fall along that spectrum and how they they do it because you've got people who are you've got people who are on both ends of that spectrum. You've got people who are the extreme, just can't get rid of anything. Um, I think they made a TV show about this. I think the hoarders. Yeah, I think they they made a TV show about that. And then there are the people who just don't have a sentimental bone in their body. Right. Right. About things. They're, they're like, like ultra simple, ultra <laughs> right. They're like, do I have a use for it? No. Right. Will I have a use for it? Probably not. Get rid of it. Yep. Yep. They have a. They can do. I mean, just cold, unemotionless in terms of the execution of all of these uh, potentially these potentially uh, sentimental items. Like, yeah, it's just a wedding ring taking up space. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that again. It's getting in the way. Right. I could I could get some more shelf space if I got rid of that, <laughs> you know. Um, so anyway, that's our that's our entire process right now, and 
getting prepared for a major change in our in our family. And then I know there's a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of people with younger kids right now, or maybe have grandkids who are who are younger as well, and might not quite be the same then. But I remember these two weeks when I had younger kids and kids who couldn't, you know, didn't have a single kid who could drive, um, didn't have kids who had jobs, who we were trying to keep busy throughout the course of the summer because they were too young to do any of those things. And it, it was the it was the patchwork of zoo camp and basketball camp <laughs> and. Uh, I don't know, pick like, to, you know, maybe go to grandma and grandpa's for a week during the summer and just the the upcoming relief that I felt during those summers when school was about to start. And it was like, oh, my goodness, that's like takes it takes a job away <laughs> during the day when they end up going to school, the job of, of parenting, but at least making sure during the day that that they're not just sitting there watching TV or playing video games for the entire day. So. It is the end of summer, and uh, all of the rights that come along with the uh, the end of summer. Now, the end. It wouldn't be the end of summer if they didn't start school until Labor That's Day, true. day after Labor Day. Yeah, I like. Um, I don't know how I would. I don't know if I'd feel better or worse about that now, Mark. As a parent, I know how I felt about. I'd feel about it as a kid. I definitely would be for waiting, uh, waiting longer. But I'm not but sure. You should as a at parent. least get through the state fair. Yeah, although. We're not going to the state fair. No, I don't but think. you know, but, yeah. the, a lot of the rural kids uh, they show yeah, livestock and and all of that. Do some of the schools in Nebraska wait for it? I don't know if they do. I'm not. I'm not sure. Now I know my given the my wife's side of the family in Iowa, they have a state law that you cannot start school until after the state fair is over. And so it's. I mean, it's exactly what you're saying, but that is. That is a hard and fast rule, so that they got to get through the Iowa State Fair and get the opportunity to go to the Iowa State Fair until they get school going. So they're always starting starting later than than our kids are with uh, with this whole thing. But yeah, I think I mean because I was um, Mark, you were probably this way. You know, it was after it was it was after Labor Day that school day after, started. Day after Labor Day, day after day. Labor Day, it always. Labor Day was did. the last day of the Minnesota State Fair, and school started the next day. Yep, and it was even. Uh, it was. I'm pretty sure it was even like that. In my early years here in Lincoln, uh, I got here when, when the State Fair was actually in Lincoln. Right, but I don't know if it had that. I don't know if it had to do with the State Fair necessarily. Um, Has but, the State Fair in Nebraska just ever had that much pull? Because like, yeah, I mean, you, I, you see how much it does in Minnesota, and you and I have seen how much it does Iowa, in Iowa. Yeah. I don't remember, you know, we didn't start till the day after Labor Day. I'm pretty sure when I first got here in my we, third grade was the first first uh, cl- grade I had here. Um, that was in 1986. I, I don't recall it being about the state fair then, or at least that being a common, common conversation. I, I just, I remember what I actually remember is like the first Tusker football game happened the weekend before school started. That was always the thing that that you, was sort of you set your clock to for me. That was the that was actually the bigger thing that I remembered on the calendar than the state fair. But yeah, the the effects in the agrarian areas are are much more uh, significant when school starts early. Yeah, so. yeah. Now the the other thing though that I had that went along with that is uh, at least LPS did this through uh, even when I was into. Middle school, uh, or we called it junior high then. I can't remember how when they changed it. It was sometime when I was in school, but 
because they started then, the semester break had to be later just to even out the two semesters. And so we would have winter break, Christmas break, uh, that would go between like December 21st and January 6th or something like that. Then we would come back for two weeks and we would have finals that's like January 18th. Nope, that's dumb. And then we would have a semester break. A two-day semester break at that point, and then we would start second semester at the end of January. Be weirder. So, yeah, that's, and that's how it got, I think that was the thing, people hated that so much, that's how it got to where it is right now. So, interesting story there. All right, 825, excuse me, 625, 825 for our friends out in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, We'll grab a break. Caleb's got a check of sports, Husker basketball, excuse me, Husker football practice. Got a volleyball team out at Media Days in Chicago as well for the Big Ten. 625 on KLIN. Love KLIN? Tell us why with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Neurologist Malcolm Byron. Look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 637, glad to have you back with us on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. By the way, I didn't even mention first segment. It is a What Chaps Your Eye Wednesday today. What? So uh, if you want to get it off your chest, we're at the beginning of a new month. It's time to sort of get yourself in the right mindset as we reboot and kind of a big transitional month. I always think it helps just to you got those things that are banging around in your head that are bothering you that you find yourself thinking about. Too much when you're driving, when you're going to bed, when you're doing all these different things. Share it with us. Share it with us. And that, a lot of times, can clear your mind, put you in a better mental frame, and make you a more productive, pleasant person. So that's what we do on What Chaps Your Eye Wednesday. It doesn't matter how little it is. We will listen to What's Chapping Your Hide. So a couple options for you. Facebook.com slash LNK today. We got a post going on there or a thread, I should say, going on there. You can go ahead and post your comment on or you can text us at any time, 24-7 at 402-479-1400 with your chaps. Or we'll open up the phone lines, which are usually busy during the segment at 710. And you can tell us what is chapping your hide. But that does come up here in about a half hour from right now. And I'll repeat it again so everyone hears. Uh, We are going to have a fun topic for Request Line Friday, the day after tomorrow. And it is going to be in honor of Bud Crawford unifying the uh, championships for boxing on a couple of weight classes from Omaha. Whether you're a boxing fan or not, it doesn't matter. We are just asking you the question. If you were walking up to the ring like Bud Crawford did and he brought the rapper Eminem with him, 
walked with him, and his song played. Errol Spence's rapper performed his song live while he did it, so either of them could be the case. But you could bring an artist and play their song with you while you're walking up to the ring or walking up, if you don't want to even think about his boxing, walking up to the most important event of your life, if it's a sales presentation, uh, if it's... (laughs) If it's uh, a big uh, a big game of Settlers of Catan with your family, like I had last night, and once again didn't win, <laughs> whatever that whatever that might be for you, and you had something to get you in the right frame of mind for that big event for you, what would that song, what would that artist be that you're walking up with? So it's not it's not just the song; it's someone that I think you want to give the visual of as well. Walking up to put you in the state, right state of mind. There are a few okay. people that are painting some pictures for us. Okay, I love it. I love it. It's a little, I, cause, because, Caleb, I know we've done, you know, a couple years ago, I think for the Lincoln Marathon, we did like songs that keep you going. Yep. And, and so it's kind of like that, but it's a, and, and I think we've done walk up baseball songs. Yeah, as well, and and so it's kind of like that. But, but there's such an additional layer when it's what's the intimidation factor by who's with? Yeah, me? it's it's a little bit more intense in terms of the song, I think, and then yeah, it's also who who wants to kind of give you that exact aura you need as you walk into into battle mm-hmm. or into a huge a huge moment in your life. So think of those songs. You got two more days to do that. We're going to have a quest line Friday on Friday, obviously. That'll be the 4th, August the 4th. And you can you can send those into us via the text line, 402-479-1400. And I would implore you, don't wait till the last minute. A lot of people do, and that's fine. You can do it. But last week, for instance, we were just playing seconds of songs at the very <laughs> end just seconds of songs and you won't get the full treatment that you deserve for request line friday we yeah, only you, have so much time you gotta be here on lincoln's number one station for music and, on friday morning and then i also want to say we got uh, some of you were kind enough to give us some suggestions for topics for the rest of the year and i didn't i i, I learned about them or i i saw them after we had already made the decision on this, and that was my fault. But those are definitely under consideration yeah, for the good ones. There were some good ones that I think Caleb and I want to get here in the last uh, what last few four weeks. Fridays. Yeah. We'll have this Friday, the fourth, the eleventh, eighteenth, and the twenty fifth um, that we've got them. I don't know. What we're and gonna potentially do. September first. Poten- potentially September first. We'll see. We'll see. It could, it could be September first. We could do the final one. It could be what song best describes your mood after the uh, after the first Nebraska football game. You can't put yet. Yeah, no, no early submissions. No you just got to submit them once the game's done. That would be that would be <laughs> fascinating. All right, sound off time. Well, did you hear? I mean, it's sort of getting cumulative now. So it's. Uh, who would have who would have thought could have told you years ago hey there's going to be a scenario where a former president is indicted uh three times and there's going to be at least a lot of people at least some people who are just kind of like well oh hum <laughs> another day at the office <laughs> with the news cycle but that is uh that's what happened last night if you uh if you didn't hear here are some of the details president trump is due in federal court tomorrow to be arraigned on these new charges brought by special counsel jack smith in connection to the investigation into january 6th and election interference these charges include conspiracy to defraud the u.s conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding obstruction of an official proceeding and conspiracy against 
against rights. Yesterday, Smith defended the indictment, accusing Trump of being responsible for January 6th by knowingly lying about the 2020 election results. This is the third criminal indictment against former President Trump. He also faces 40 federal felony charges in the classified documents case in Florida, also brought by the special counsel. All right. Um, if you know me, you know by now that I realize that whatever you think about Trump is going to stay that way, that uh, that he is either very guilty or completely innocent. Um, and so uh, I'm not I'm not going to try and persuade you one way or the other on that. The only the only thing I'd say is just a couple of the I probably still interesting or worthwhile to people just to know some of the some of the FAQs about this whole thing, I suppose. Um, it's in federal court again. Uh, federal court often moves faster, but I think the biggest question about this one, guys, is what will be the timing of the resolution of this be? And the government would like to see, the government, the prosecution would like to see this move faster. They'd like to get this done probably under a year from now in advance of the election for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the Trump team would prefer to push this back and back and back to potentially after the elections for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. as well. Now, which happens? I don't know. I think the reason, so they didn't charge anyone else. They had unindicted co-conspirators that were just listed as like like um, uh, attorney number one and those sorts, of th- those sorts of things. I think it's basically like um, Sidney Powell and John Eastman and Giuliani and um uh the acting ag clark is one of them as well there was actually a name i didn't know uh that was one of those as well but they weren't actually they weren't actually named as defendants in this case and they could be later by a superseding indictment but there was a part of me that thought i wonder if the purpose in not not naming them as defendants is to is to speed this thing along because it adds more complexity it adds a whole right. lot more pre-trial work adds a whole lot of other layers onto this thing that will take time if you've got 3 or 4 or 5 or 6 six defendants in this in the same indictment so that was one thing i wondered um i heard i don't have a i mean i don't, i myself i don't have a great a great read on whether this could or could not get done before the before the election i mean i think it could but it's not for sure going to and i heard experts who have actual experience in federal court with criminal procedure like this i heard both sides i heard yeah this is definitely possible to get done no i think this is going to take too long especially if the defense tries to slow it down a little bit so i think that's probably one of the key questions um the other the other question was that might be relevant to people and just kind of uh to see the what the potential outcome of this the judge is uh, Judge Chutkin, Tanya Sue Chutkin, um, she is an Obama appointee, been on the bench since 2014, and uh, so she was nominated. Um, she was confirmed by a 95 to zero vote, so she has been on the federal bench, the uh, district judge, the district court in the District of Columbia since 2014. Uh, she is originally Jamaican, um, and. So she will be the judge. And I, I guess the other thing about her that's been mentioned is that she has presided over some of the January 6th trials because that obviously would be the home district for that. And she has been known as being kind of a tough sentencer that goes along with those. So. How do we feel that over the last week or so, you've got 
this indictment and the government coming out and saying that aliens are real and everyone just kind of like, eh. <laughs> like, like unless unless you are that- unless you are passionately on one side or the other, especially right. on the indictment. Right. But other than that, it's just like. Yeah. All right. When's football start, it's, man? <laughs> I, it it is that it's an interesting point, Caleb, because you get you get to a level, and we have some of us at least have probably gotten to a level where we're so calloused to big and crazy news now that it really takes something to get on your radar. Yeah. At this point, it really takes something. It, it would have to be so, not aliens are real. It would have to be we've got a press conference with an alien coming up at noon. Eh. It's like, oh, we're we're actually going to hear from them. I might tune into that, but also I might be sitting down at a Pizza Hut. Right, I'd like that's during my. I, we'll lunch. see if I work it into my that's, schedule, that's man. During my lunch, <laughs> it really is true. We have had, um, we've just been conditioned to not quite, not quite have the reaction we thought we would to news that seems otherwise incredibly significant. So, like 50, uh, 10 years ago, all of this right. would seem incredible. And then, of course, you had the response to the indictments, and uh, one of the first things that people were going to look for was what are the other, what are his eventual opponents going to going to say about this whole thing? And um, uh, most of them, most of them said something um, akin to, "This is basically weaponization of of the U.S. government and the U.S." the law enforcement department of justice that sort of thing florida governor ron DeSantis, who said he hadn't read the full indictment yet put out this statement as president i will end the weaponization of government replace the fbi director and ensure a single standard of justice for all americans vivek ramaswamy meantime defended the former president it would be easier for me if donald trump were eliminated from competition that is not how any of us should want to win, because that is bad for this country. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott writes, what we see today are two different tracks of justice, one for political opponents and another for the son of the current president, a reference to Hunter Biden. We're watching Biden's DOJ continue to hunt Republicans while protecting Democrats. So there you go. Uh, that should get you up to date on that. The, uh, the indictment hearing is going to be on Thursday, so that will be tomorrow. Uh, this is interesting. So a decision on where uh, Space Command headquarters goes was changed from the Trump administration. And you've got one state that is up in arms about it. And one state that's pretty happy about it, most likely. Republican lawmakers in Alabama are accusing President Biden of playing politics and punishing the state by rescinding plans to relocate U.S. Space Command to Huntsville. White House National Security Council Coordinator John Kirby says keeping Space Command in Colorado Springs boils down to one thing. Operational readiness, pure and simple, had nothing to do with Senator Turberville's holds, had nothing to do with partisan politics. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has blocked promotions for senior military officers in response to a Pentagon policy covering travel expenses for service members seeking abortions. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. I still thought the headquarters should have been Louisville. Louisville, Nebraska? Yes. Why is that? Well, because you got the uh, got the museum right up there. Oh, okay. And it looks like they have a nice... Uh, uh, I saw in the um, some media here yesterday that they've got real, a nice looking like water playground over there. I don't know if it's yeah. at the state recreation or where it is. Exactly. Yeah, there's a looks, nice little water looks playground like in there at Flat like River fun. State Park. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, no, I'm talking about Louisville. Not, not to get mixed up with Platte River State. But I used to I, work. I, I know. Back I know when there's... I worked for the old GNP, I worked for the GMP. A lot of people <laughs> don't know that. Operations and maintenance. Okay, they're basically in the same place. And we went to uh, Louisville. I don't know the exact name of it. Is it Louisville Recreation Area? But we went there and we did a whole lot of work in the in the lakes there. Yes. I don't know what we were doing. I don't remember anymore. But did a lot of work there in the late 90s. All right. Uh <laughs> Hey, if you are uh, if you're a big fan of incandescent lights, you're a fan of kind of weird things. But nonetheless, if you're a big fan of incandescent <laughs> lights, I got bad news for you. Most incandescent light bulbs won't be available for sale anymore. An energy department regulation approved by President Biden earlier this year has taken effect, putting manufacturers and retailers on the hook for fines. The new energy rule is estimated, the administration says, to save families $100 per year. LED bulbs do cost more, but last 25 to 50 percent longer and use less electricity. Nearly half of American households primarily use LED bulbs, according to a 2020 survey. The ban does not apply to several kinds of specialty lights. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. All right, like the decorative ones where you're supposed to be able to see the lit up, mm-hmm. like the lit up wire there, that that sort of thing. We, I mean, we do LED lights now just because they last longer. It used to, when they first came out, they looked they looked very different. I feel like they've kind of fixed that. It looked. It was kind of this sort of cold feeling that went along with it, but now they seem to have gotten the technology to make them look basically, you know, basically the same in in most light fixtures, and so that's generally what what uh, what we go with as well. But I don't know. Some of these, some of the times that they say these things last in terms of how long they're going to last, like I remember putting putting uh, some light bulbs up in my garage quite a while ago. And it said something like, uh, these are going to last, on the package, it said, like, these are going to last 10 years. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these are good. This is going to go into the, this is going to go well into the late 2020s when I put them up. And I already had to replace those things. So yeah. I don't know if I believe that. Uh, all right. We'll end on this. Another drawing. Another night with no winner Ooh. in the lottery. So bad news for you for now. But who knows what that means. It means you could win over a billion dollars next time. Once again, no winner in the $1.1 billion jackpot. If that wasn't enough on the line to get you to buy a ticket, maybe Friday's drawing will. The jackpot, an estimated one and a quarter billion dollars. If you take all that in a lump cash payment, you'll be awarded $625 million. The highest award ever took place in 2018. Ticket purchased in South Carolina worth more. More than one and a half billion bucks. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. I don't want to win unless I can own a professional sports team immediately after. There you go. You might be able to do that. That's my threshold. All right. You might be able to do that if you get this one. Good (laughs) luck. Play responsibly. All right. 654. We'll take a break. Got Officer Chad joining us next. 75 degrees. Don't forget what Chaps Chad Wednesday, about 15 minutes away. Get your chaps in at the text line 402 479 1400 or Facebook.com slash LNK today. 654 on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers, intercepted with 15, and the Huskers have it inside the red zone. Think 1499 3 KLIN. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK today. 
right, 657 LMK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN Officer Chad in the house with us. We always hear these concert commercials during the breaks and we start discussing the concerts <laughs> Chad's been to. I always, I always like that. And his assessment of them. as possible. You have been. You yes. are. A, you're a concert guy, aren't you? I am a music nerd. I have zero musical ability or talent, but best I'll... one. Okay, best one or most memorable one. If I put you on the spot that you've been to, <laughs> and you think back, right? Okay, best performance wise. Yes, Papa Roach. Anytime. What? Yo, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anytime those guys take the stage, they just. And everything goes cattywampus. Yeah. They throw it down and they just go crazy. Their performance wise, I thought Let's you were going to say like Luciano Pavarotti or something. No, Papa uh, Roach. Most memorable would be you're going to laugh. Rat, White Lion, and Veins of Jenna. They all open for Poison down at West. I did, at, listen, uh, I like me some White Lion. I would have liked at least a couple oh, of those songs. They were so got. good. All so right. good. Oh, crud. I took everything up for a minute left. All right, what do we got? What do we got, Crime Stoppers? I, oh, we're here for that. Uh, yeah. Let's do Willie Not Cool. Uh, we're looking for a guy on a motorcycle. He is running around Haymarket Park on the sidewalks on a little mini bike and just creating all kinds of havoc. He's causing disturbances, almost made a few accidents happen. Uh, got some kind of blurry pictures, but we'd really like to find out who this guy is and get him picked up. Okay. Uh, next one is Greg Young Burglary. Uh, Greg Young Automotive, they got burglarized a few nights ago and had a loss of about $5,000 worth of tools and other items. So fairly substantial burglary. We probably shouldn't comment on the appearance of that picture. We'll just leave it up to the listeners to... You can check it out. Yep. You can check it out yourself at uh, LincolnCrimeStoppers.com and, uh, you know, maybe get yourself eligible for a award yeah, if you can help out with those things. All right. Yeah, LincolnCrimeStoppers.com, 402-475-3600. All right. Good to talk to you. Appreciate yeah. it. Papa Roach, huh? <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right. 7 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 709, welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It's a Wednesday morning at 710. What does that mean to you? It means it's time to tell us what chaps your hide. We give you this opportunity in the middle of the week, every week, so that you can get off your chest those things that accrue during the week, that bug you, that drive you nuts, that maybe aren't things that you want to go complain about to the other people in your life. 
it's just not very becoming to be doing that. And, uh, you know, this is a safe space to do that. You can still get it off your chest. You can maybe even still have some commiseration with the uh, other people. Talk it, talk it out a little bit and come away from it feeling better and not having to lay it on everyone else around you. So we are giving that opportunity now. Phone line, you can call us at 402-479-1400. If you'd rather text, you can do it at that same number. Uh, we do also have a Facebook post that you can comment on, facebook.com slash LNK today. All right, so let's get to the phones first because we've got a few calls to start things off. That Paul, that's lead off today. He was in here quick. Good morning, Paul. What chaps your hide? Why does everything need a new name? <laughs> Highway 2 is now Nebraska Parkway. Twitter is now X. Food stamps? No, it's SNAP. <laughs> Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Heck, UFOs. Good for over 70 years. <laughs> Not anymore. Unidentified aerial phenomena? <laughs> I don't think so. <sighs> We are changing everything for no good reason. Shell shock becomes combat fatigue, which becomes PTSD. I'm truly getting PTSD at all of this. And I never saw combat. And on a somewhat unrelated note, while I do not understand, quote, people who identify, unquote, as something they are not, I generally will not mock them. But aren't we going too far when we have a zoo in China with cages full of people who identify as sun bears dressed up in sun bear suits? I gotta go. Those are absolutely people. We watched the video last night. A guy sent the video to Caleb because he had only seen the still pictures. Uh, and it's a hundred... <laughs> I, I don't care that anyone says, oh, the Omaha Zoo used to have them. That's how they stand up. That's how they look. Nope. Those are people. Oh, really? They, so the people were say, people were trying to make the case that the it looked like how yeah, Sun Bears stand so, up? So, someone texted us in yesterday, and I was like, no. Those, I don't know, man. First of all, the biggest giveaway isn't even how they're standing. That's one part of it. But the biggest giveaway is the way that the costume is wrinkling in the back in a way that I don't think bearskin would. I think that was the biggest giveaway for me. Yeah. Yeah, watch watch the video and see if you still think those are not we're not humans there. But but a better question is why, right? Is it uh, is 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 it that much? It's of a, a commentary a, on life. Wow, that's <laughs> if you had if you had to work in the zoo as an animal, what animal are you choosing? That's a good question. That's that's a good one of those one of those uh like a uh, walruses or something that all they do is like lay on the they got those up at at Henry Dorley Zoo now right seals 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 and walruses they got yeah. a pool but a lot of times they'll just lay on a rock they'll let, get let a, me just sun myself and then go oh i need a little bit of water and just like yeah, roll they'll get in. a little wet it's essentially what you do anytime you go to the pool <laughs> right you get in the water you cool off and then you lounge in the sun for the rest of the day I mean, so those, i think those are probably the ones i could identify with my body shape yeah as, exactly. as well, anyway, there you go just, yeah we kind of we do, wouldn't have to do a lot of customization <laughs> to the uniform that goes along with it as well. I think that's definitely that's definitely where I'd be at, too. All right, back to the phones. Debbie is next. Good morning, Debbie. What chaps your hide? 
morning, gentlemen. Good morning. First off, I do want to make the comment that when it comes to saving sentimental things, yeah. I've got all this preschool and elementary school refrigerator art. But it's not me that's keeping it. It's my 30-year-old kids that come over and they expect to see it there. They will not let me get rid of it. So and that, but you have to keep it. You don't, you're not able to offload yeah. it to them. Exactly. So that's, that's, uh, Are you saying, Deb, you don't break it out every couple of months and just go through it and look at it and enjoy the memories? No, it's sitting right there in front of me every time I go to the refrigerator. <laughs> but right. my, my chap. My hide is the fact that last Friday you didn't play my request. Oh no, I and didn't. I had texted. Nope, I had texted in on Wednesday. I wanted a hazy shade of winter, which you played. Somebody requested by the Bangles. I think mine was oh, Simon you... and Garfunkel, and I texted in. I thought, <sighs> hmm. Well, I sure can't blame Caleb for that because he wasn't there. <laughs> well, you can I can't actually. Blame yeah, you can blame that. me if you there. want. Uh, here's how you and can blame, ba- blame Caleb. He wasn't here to do his job. And <laughs> since he wasn't here to do his job, the people who were doing his job in his place were not as good at it. And that's why well, that happened. Well, I don't know. You can't say that about poor dear sweet Johnny Cadillac because he was doing two jobs. He was doing Dan Parsons and yours. So I guess it comes down to you, Jack. I might have have not looked carefully enough to see that you had a different artist on there. So I owe you a song. And you didn't even say, yeah, because you didn't even say my name. You didn't say both. Hey, it was a chaotic morning. It was a chaotic morning. That's all I can say. It was a chaotic morning. But I take full responsibility. Shows how important Caleb is. (laughs) That's yes, it true. does. That's probably true. I'll and if agree you with that. And if you don't believe Thanks. Debbie, just Bye ask Debbie. Caleb. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, I was... It was it was it was interesting to watch. I was I was I was the I was the DJ. I was the spreadsheet manager. I was the text manager. I was the host of the show. I mean, the process changes significantly if, it's a, if we're down a guy. Yes, <laughs> it, it's like trying to play. It's like your if your football team goes from eleven guys to six guys, right? You're going to have some dual duties that you might not be very good at, essentially. So I apologize to Debbie though. She is a she is a very important listener, and we will make sure to never miss her song again. Um, and I'm sorry we d- played the Bangles version, not the Simon and Garfunkel version. Oh, how true. could you? And we played another Simon and Garfunkel song, too, I think. Um, yeah, we played, uh, maybe that was a couple weeks ago. I don't know. It's all mixed up in my head now. All right, back to the phone. Scott, not Molly. Good morning, Scott, not Molly. What chaps your eye? Good morning, guys. Are you ready to feel old? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Caleb, do you remember when you and the millennials used to be the babies of the group? <laughs> <laughs> they were the butt of all the jokes. Years, and we've been... Well, let's face it. We've been complaining about them ever since. (laughs) Yes. Well, scanning headlines, I saw the first ever use of Gen Alpha. Oh, my goodness. So this is my my daughter's generation. This is my daughter's generation. Yeah. What what, what happened when X was top of the group, man? (laughs) Exactly. Generation Alpha is the demographic succeeding Generation Z. Uh, they use early 2010s as the starting birth years, and early to mid 2020s as ending birth years. So, 
they still may be being born right now. The generation. So alphas. my daughter, my daughter, your your daughter, my daughter would be an old generation alpha. Your daughter would be a young generation. Yeah. Alpha. Yeah. My granddaughter would be a young generation yeah. alpha. There you go. Hey, the Z's are excited because now they get to start. They got. To, they get to have someone to pick on now. I guess. No, they don't. Nope. It's Zoomers forever. Just destroy them. <laughs> All right, Scott. I I got you. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. I know the and and as Caleb pointed out. Because we got, we've continued to have these, the boomers running for president as a front runner for president. Gen X is st- slowly losing out on their chance to ever become, have a Gen X president of this country. Yeah. Right? I mean, we, we got uh, DeSantis, maybe could be it. You have Gen uh, X's retired. Like, my, I assume my, Gavin Newsom, if he would decide to go, he would be a Gen Xer. My dad is on the, the old end of Gen X. Yeah. He re- he's retired. Right. Without a Gen X president. Uh, I'm going to guess Ramaswamy is probably a millennial. He is. He's a millennial. We're all in on Vivek. <laughs> That's our boy. He's a millennial. <laughs> Nikki. Do Haley. I agree with his politics? Not all of we them. Got, but... Actually, we probably have a lot of Xers. I think Haley is a... Uh, She's Haley. in her, like, 54. Yeah, that's an Xer, I would think. She was born in uh, 1972. Yeah, she's definitely an, an Xer. I'm all in on generational cheering for this, okay? Give me the millennial. Forget partisanship. <laughs> that's old. The new way to do is cheer for the presidential candidate. That's your age. But, so what, what side a, of the aisle are you? Don't care. When were you born? Right. Right, so if you're a boomer, congrats, you got the top two guys, it looks like. (laughs) We're all trying to catch up from behind you at this point. Yeah, as the only boomer here, when you talk about the boomer candidates, don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing a great job. Very good. Seems like things are going well. Uh, All right, let's go to, you can go to the text line of the Facebook page here. Let's, uh, I got the Facebook page. Yeah, if you got the Facebook page, go ahead and do that. We'll do that. Rich says, what chaps his hide is a one-year drought that stops all the grass from growing, and now that we are getting great rains, the weeds are growing faster than Jack and the Beanstalk. Rich, you are so right. That is a great one-sentence summary of what happened to my yard this year. it's a perfect storm of a terrible yard for me this year, Mark. It's been... What's I, new? Uh, but, When's but, the last time you had a no, good yard? No. Oh, in the last few years, I've had a good, not great yard. But, I mean, a little inside baseball here. I had a, uh, I had a little bit of a deal going with a yeah. lawn treatment yeah, company for multiple years. You heard me talking about them. Yep. Didn't one up on that thing uh, at the beginning of this year. And so I didn't... I, uh, this was a big mistake on my part, and I knew I, I just forgot. It was just an oversight, but I didn't replace them, um, and that was a that was a bad choice. So I need to get back getting those lawn treatments. That was a d- disaster, not to do that. And then exactly, and then you know my underground sprinkling doesn't work, um, and again, not high up on the priority list of projects that need to happen. Unfortunately, there's just yeah, so many it, other big ones. When it comes to the things being fixed, why don't you get the tail light uh, cover because a uh, broken uh, lawn system is not something you can get a ticket for. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But again, not on the, it's, as long, if I can use tape for free and still have it street legal, we're oh, going to so, do that. So you're going into the store and stealing the tape? No, I'm buying, no, I'm buying the tape. In fact, Wait, I have to buy more today so I don't get pulled free. over again. So it's okay. Yeah, you're right. 
two fifty. I don't know. Not a, not a lot. Not not two thousand dollars. Hey, hey, Mark, as your generation likes to remind me, not everything is free. Someone's right. paying for it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Why don't you buy a red bulb? It is the. Uh, that's actually a good question, huh? The I thought don't all do they even make those? I guess I guess they do. It's a dumb question. I assumed all of the brake lights are made in white, and they just put the red plastic over it. So well, I think that's normal, I don't know. but I'll bet you can find a red bulb somewhere. That might be Will our friends in the LPD, is that a good compromise for you to put? I don't know. For he's, you to stop pulling me over? He's still well, across the hall, so go ask him. <laughs> for you to stop pulling me Let's, over. Can we sit down and have a, a negotiation here on this thing? What can I do short of paying the ridiculous amount the dealer told me to replace that red plastic? It's ridiculous. To, if you think the number... Put the number in your head and think what it is, and then multiply it by two. Just tie Rudolph to the is. back. Um, all right. But anyway, Rich, I completely agree with what you said. Peter says, I'm walking downtown thinking, I think it's missing. It's misting, I should say, I guess, but I'm not sure. Then I see a car with wipers on full steam. Yep, precipitation confirmed. Yeah, the misting has been big in summer 2023. Uh, Phil says people that block intersections, especially when I'm waiting and someone else pulls in front of me, blocking the intersection just to get that extra space. Also, an unchaps, the new scooters at 9th and 10th and Van Dorn that I call the Sam Hill scooters due to the public hearing is actually on Hill Street. Oh, it's on, the Sam Hill scooters is on Hill Street. Okay. <laughs> All right. I hope they're not getting the Hill Street blues up there. Um, the Sam Hill Scooters the Sam Frisco Hill. If people don't remember, there was a public hearing about the zoning or something on that, and the woman came up and said, I don't know why in the Sam Hill we need another coffee shop <laughs> in this neighborhood. Uh, Betty says what chaps are hide is wimpy napkins. Mm. Yeah, paper, yeah, spending, going cheap on paper products. I think we've uh, we've discussed this on the show before. What products, didn't we do that a Top 5 Tuesday once, Caleb? What uh, it's what products it's okay to skimp on yeah. price wise to get a bargain on which one it's not paper products always seem to be in the latter group yeah when when do you need to go kind of name brand especially toilet paper but napkins are probably the same situation paper towels paper towels are probably the the same situation um Carlene says stifling humidity I agree with Carlene I was so excited about last Saturday because I saw the high was going to be like. 88 after it had been in triple digits and it barely felt any better uh, it was just it was i realized wasn't so much the heat it's the humidity oh as yeah, they say really it's true hey, hey, what they say is true turn turn that music off let me let me play this music okay <laughs> there you us, go us for boomers, Gabby. our boomers are taking care of each other there you go this is for you debbie Hazy Shade of Winter by Simon and Garfunkel, writing what was wrong, and in honor of our great Boomer presidential candidates, <laughs> both of them, so good. I don't know, RFK Jr., he's probably a Boomer too, you can add him, I suppose, to the list. There's a few others in there. All right, we'll take a break, 725, if we didn't get to your chaps, we'll uh, maybe have a little bit. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. 
source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it is time to get going with your morning drive. So let's do exactly that, starting with, as I get us ready with our numbers, starting with number five. You may remember those stories about that uh, shooting in Edgewood Shopping Center back in 2021. Well, yesterday, one of the Lincoln teenagers involved received a 13-year sentence. I believe that was in federal court. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Assistant U.S. Attorney Matt Molson told Senior U.S. District Judge John Gerard that Wall, who is 19, was the most culpable of the five defendants charged what happened that day. So, yeah, so this was back in, in 2021, and I've got very clear memories of, of this because my family were, except, except for me, my the other three members of my family, they weren't witnesses, but they were about as close to being witnesses as you could have been as they were walking out of Target right there at Edgewood, right? They were just checking out and preparing to walk out of Target as this was happening in the parking lot between, um, I believe it was in the, the between the movie theater and Target where a lot of this happened. And it was essentially a, a drug deal gone bad um, for marijuana and guns were involved in, the, in, in this situation. And um, yeah, and it, incredibly unfortunate situation, but 13 years... Uh, this is going to be the biggest, it sounds like this is going to be the most significant sentence coming out of all of this here at this point. And, you know, the the uh, the U.S. District Attorney said essentially, look, he's, he's basically lucky in this case that this is what he's going to get, 13 years instead of felony murder, life in prison, something like that, is the fact that the victim in this case didn't die. He was revived with CPR. Um, he lost his leg in this, and then another victim in that case was shot and um, shot in the face by another man uh, who hasn't been identified yet at this point. But uh, all of the all of the uh, judicial background after this case has been going on, and we know one of the sentences. But that was that was something. It is it's something to get a text from your family and and uh, say, hey, there's a. There's a shooting going on right here near where we are at this point and the reaction to that whole thing. So, anyway, moving on. Number four. College athletes wagering on collegiate sports. One of the dangers of sports gambling, uh, especially in states where it's legal, in Iowa, several student athletes are now reportedly in trouble. 
including Iowa State starting quarterback on Tuesday, is charged with tampering and is accused of betting on 26 Iowa State sporting events, including a 2021 football game in which he suited up as a backup. Yeah, then he started every game last year. That's Hunter Deckers, and he's not eligible to be part of their fall camp, their training camp right now. He released a statement overnight as well in that one. Several others as well, by the way. Also for Iowa State, the Big 12 wrestling champ, Panero Johnson, is alleged to have placed more than 1,200 bets, 25 of them on Iowa State events, totaling more than $45,000. Holy cow! On his wagers. You've Are got you kidding me? An Iowa State offensive lineman, Dodge Saucer, placed 12 bets on Cyclone football games for more than $3,000. He was not playing in those games, but he still bet on those for ISU. You've got a former Cyclone who's currently playing in the NFL, um, Enyi Uazurik. I apologize that that is just a, a name that I'm butchering right here, but he's suspended for the season in the NFL. The NFL said he bet on NFL games. Wow. Wow. Um, and then there was another. Did you see the story? The, too? the Iowa baseball the, player. The Iowa baseball player whose mother helped him out with this whole thing? Yes, helped facilitate all of the bets and then just said, oh, we weren't Andrew thinking. Andrew is doing so well. Oops. I don't know where that came I'm from. I'm sorry. That, that was Mark. Yeah. Not me. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why we have to cast it. was like, on who this did thing. it? Who played I it? I don't know why I had to completely exonerate myself from that, but I did. But yes, a, a lot out of Iowa State and Story County, where Ames is. Um, and, and obviously, we've seen some of the stuff out of Iowa. You're hearing a little bit more on Iowa, but not everything has come public yet on current student-athletes, former student-athletes from there. So this is one that we're going to have to continue to watch. And, uh, you know, I'll I'll just mention this. When you can make those bets, and, and Caleb, you've you've been there, you've done this, I've been there, yeah. I've done this. When, when you can make those bets with a cell phone on one of the approved apps as compared to the situation in Lincoln and in Nebraska now where you've got to go in person, it is a, to me, and I think a lot of these people, it's a completely different situation in terms of, yeah. number one, I mean, obviously for these companies, they want it because the volume's going to be way higher, mm-hmm. but it is a lot more of a temptation a huge, a lot more of a temptation to make bad decisions, well, because almost every one of these things is just—it's replete with just dumb ideas. And it's not just a different situation; it's a different world. The the fact of, of student athletes that they would have to go into or get somebody on their behalf to go into the casino, right. go to the Physically sports, go book, there, right there in person. And I'm not saying that can't happen, but you're going to have way, 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 way less of an issue with everything that goes along. As with opposed it you to that. You're, you're on the team bus, you're sitting in your dorm. 100%. You just flip there, do it, do it from your phone. You're in the, you like probably do it from the locker room. Hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, same thing. I haven't, I haven't gotten myself down. You know, I don't. I'm not super into sports gambling, but like if I had something, I would. Do it. I've gone to Las Vegas and done it for fun in the past, but I haven't driven out to the casino here to do it here. Right. 
I still but haven't I, placed. I bet if there here. was an app, I would have considered it a lot more significantly than I have. And again, it's a double-edged sword because on one hand, with that true, that's part of the the people who would like to see who are standing to make money off of this thing, including the state and the city, mm-hmm. would like to see this happening more often and would like to go go that way. Or I'm not saying the state and city want want it to be on phones, but they're making more money if this is the case. You're getting more of those revenues. On the other hand, it really increases the amount of the problems that you know you're going to have to accept if you go forward with gambling. And, and, and with that being legal here, no, you can't do it on your phone. This is now something that that Nebraska has to be monitoring, has to be yeah. educating every student athlete. You can't have a family member go do it. Don't go across the border into no. Iowa and Just because your friends are doing it doesn't mean you can. No, yeah. at, avoid it at all costs right now. Yeah. Yeah, the one story, the, uh, the Iowa State guy also tampered with... I mean, I don't even know what yeah, all yeah. happened with yeah, that. Yeah, tampering and uh, apparently I mean, geez, with I his DraftKings like, account. Where you it had could go to jail. Yes. Was... Yeah, it, it has become a legal situation, not an eligibility situation. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a bad deal overall. And and this uh, there's probably some people who are, who are against this in Iowa who are saying, well, I told you so. And we had Big Ten Media Days last week. You heard from Iowa football coach Kurt Ferentz. And to me, he tried to pass pass the buck a little bit and say, "Well, if any of these guys watch watch uh, college game day, they're going through and they're giving the lines." And I'm like, "Coach, that's that's not an excuse. We know we're inundated with the information, and we see it everywhere. But it, but it's your job as, as a coach, and it's the university's job to make sure that the student athletes understand you cannot do this." I understood when I was a student athlete, I couldn't go put my name on a poster and run a camp. That's right. a thing I wasn't allowed to do. Right. Student athletes today, they well, they've never been able to think about the old UNLV teams. But you are not allowed, even from your phone, to go wager. Right. Well, I mean, there's there's been beer commercials during football games for a long time. That doesn't mean it's a defense if you're 20 years old. Yeah. Just remember the personal responsibility, though, ultimately ends up with the student athlete. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's kind of what we were saying on this whole thing. But whew, I'm glad Iowa was the first one to experiment with that. Oh boy. Yeah. Now, now you get now you have examples like here at Nebraska or even Wesleyan. It's not just Division One schools. Whatever it is, whatever your level yeah. of schools, it's you now have examples to point to and say, look at how far this. So can I couldn't go. even go bet on like the World Cup. I would. I mean, I would in that situation no. if I'm a, if I'm an athlete. No, yeah. if, if I'm a if I'm a coach. now if you're a professional athlete, like you say you're in the NFL. Yeah, you can you can bet outside of your league. Yeah, you just can't bet on NFL games. Yeah. If you're a college student athlete, I would avoid it entirely. Number three, special counsel Jack Smith said yesterday that the January 6, twenty twenty one Capitol riot was quote fueled by lies and quote from former President Trump. He charged him yesterday uh, with uh, another indictment, inspiring to defraud the United States, inspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. He's expected to show up in court tomorrow in Washington, 4 o'clock Eastern. Um, you know, said it a hundred times. I, the, the people have decided whether or not he's 
guilty or innocent already for the most part. So, I, I mean, nobody's getting convinced by anything here on uh, either that I'm going to say or maybe that even happens with this. That said, though, uh, Mark, one of the interesting things from an actual analysis standpoint is the timing of all of these and especially this one, right? The the If you're the defense attorneys in this, you want to keep this going, spread it out, get it as far pushed back as you possibly can. And it looks to me like the prosecution, um, and and I think Jack Smith even said that yesterday, is we think we can do this in a speedy manner. You want to get this done less than a year from now. You really want to get it done before the primary. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's even... And I don't know if any of them are possible. I just... I don't know. I mean, I heard... I heard people, pundits yesterday, who know the federal court criminal system a whole lot better than I do, who said the opposite thing about whether or not that is possible. So I'm not going to yep. sit here and tell you when it's when it's going to end. I can just tell you that that is, uh, in terms of how this all plays out, that's incredibly significant for obvious reasons politically, right? Oh, it, absolutely. For, for obviously reasons how it will impact the election, number one, either the primary or the general election. Uh, if there is a conviction, or if there's an exoneration, I guess how that'll how it'll impact that. And then number two, if there is a conviction, some if he's the sitting president, what even happens with the prosecution if he would win? Could he could he be convicted? I mean, there are all kinds of questions. Well, if, and if, if he becomes president, he the federal charges he can pardon himself. Yeah, so that's I mean state charges not. So you can see why for him he wants to. He wants to go win the presidency, and then, you know, and then there's not as much of a concern with, with all of these. But it's uh, a timing uh, it's a timing game yeah. on all of these. Others, some of the uh, uh, Democrats, would like to see uh, this particular prosecution not uh, really get tried until after the nomination, but before the election. Yeah, well, that'd be perfect. I mean, you can that see well, the, that's politically that's advantageous. Political, yeah. That's politically advantageous, and some would say, well, the timing, no matter what, because it's right before the election, is politically advantageous, and I mean, it probably is, although I'm beginning to wonder if if these things are even hurting him at all. No, it's poll numbers. I I mean, at least within the the Republican primary, at least within that, because yes, poll numbers stay really solid. Yeah. Yeah, at, at least within the poll numbers that we've seen right now, so... Yeah, that, and there's probably, I mean, I guess prepare yourself if you're into this sort of stuff because there's probably another one of these coming here in the next week or two. Yep, uh, from, probably out of Georgia. From Georgia, from Georgia, and that would be another state-level one. So that would be four criminal cases ongoing through the election year and then a couple of other civil matters as well. Right. And stuff with Trump Org, too. Now, I don't know so, whether, whether Republican governors could preemptively uh, pardon uh, him on the state charges because you got Republican governors oh. in Georgia and Florida. So if that were to happen, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't the, see it with DeSantis being the Florida charges. The documents charges are federal charges. Though. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that's federal court. That's the federal court. It's New York and, and Georgia. Yeah, state New York and Georgia. I'm not sure if Kemp's going to be inclined to do that. I wouldn't. I would doubt. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number two. Well, that big bright flashing X on top of the building in San Francisco for the former company known as Twitter exited Monday. They took (laughs) it down. Too many complaints, I guess. Yeah, I guess they're not. It's not that they're changing the name. In fact, if you've got the app, it's slowly transforming into complete X-ness. 
I think that was more thing about about a permit and how bright it was or something like that. Flashing so a strobe light in the middle of the night I, at I, I a residential the, building. That was a San Francisco <laughs> thing. Not, but no, there. That's not an indicator. I mean, and Caleb, it's funny because I always generally have. Tweet deck open, which still the way. St- by the way, still is free for me. They said it wouldn't be, but it still is. You notice the free tweet, for me. Tweet deck is now listed as X yeah. Pro. Uh, yeah. Oh, is it called X Pro? I didn't look, know. Look that's at what the X called. up in the upper left hand corner. Well, that's what I was going to say. In the tab, it shows the black X, and I have got this weird muscle memory. When I look at my tabs, if I don't see the blue bird, yeah. I open a tab to the blue bird. To tweet deck and so I keep and then I keep opening additional X tabs. Open an X tab. Open an X tab. So I have you, not played with tweet deck since there were changes. So I have to play yeah, with this now. I've got it. Do you think anyone is ever going to call it? Do you think seriously? Do you think people are going to adapt calling it X? No. No. After all those years, no. Zero percent. It's not even that I'm trying to prove a point. It's just out of habit. It's. It's very hard. Guys, oh. it's still the Sears Tower, okay? Plus, like, yeah. let's think about that for a second. Yeah, that's that's a great point. It's not because I've got it's not that I've got any ill will toward whatever it even is right now. Same with like baseball stadiums, right? Mm-hmm. With sponsorships on baseball stadiums, um, I I still think of it. Well, just any professional sports team. It's the Staples Center where the Lakers play. Right. San Francisco plays in Candlestick Park, and I still consider the world of. Uh, a college World Series at TD Ameritrade Park. Uh, I can't. So many times when we've talked about it, I could not think of the name of it. So I. It said, just became fun for me to say the Chuck. Yeah. So that it, that that just kind of became that. But still, you you think, well, is it still the? It's the Quest Center, right? What? Well, it brings up something. <laughs> if the sponsorship would ever change on Lincoln's Arena, can you imagine? Oh, because Pinnacle Bank Arena, man, man, that's and it's PBA for short every yeah. single time. That's going to be a. It feels. I mean, it seems to always happen with these facilities, but that's going to be a pain. That is going to be a huge pain. The Scooters Frisco Bowl. The Scooters Frisco Bowl, right? All right, finishing off. Number Scooters one. Coffee. Frisco. Scooters yes. Coffee Frisco Bowl. Brighter right. strike heading towards its 100th day next week, but maybe a little guarded optimism on both sides making a breakthrough. Yeah, but evidently they were trying to bring him back to the negotiating table that would um, that would really get this thing done with. And the WGA put out a statement that said uh, the AMPTP, God, all these unions and these groups are have so many letter names, reached out to the WGA, that's, that's the Writers, Writers Guild, Guild, and requested a meeting this Friday to d- discuss negotiations. So at least they're talking here at this point because... Guys, as long as this goes on, I'm I'm just telling you, in you're starting to look at late 2023, early to mid 2024, being very be if you're if you need that entertainment content, movies and TV, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of a wasteland for late 2023 into 2024 right now. Maybe some streaming subscription prices will come That's down. That's a good point. They're pushing Stranger Things back to 2025 now. Those kids are going to be middle aged when they're fighting the uh, fighting the whatever other side monsters, whatever. That All right, seven fifty six. That is it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. 
Touchdown, Nebraska! Think 1499.3 KLIN. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Hope everybody's having a good Wednesday morning. Uh, I wanted to come back and... uh, Clean up a couple of things. I don't know if clean up is the word, but revisit a couple of things that we had talked about on what chap tried. And I think we still have some chaps to get in from the text line yep, as well. Yep, we got a bunch on the prep page we got, for we got, us. We got a bunch on. I'll, I'll get to those. But we were talking. Uh, one of the callers brought up, uh, was bringing up the, the next name of the generations. So um, obviously, you know, boomers, X, Y, Z. And then the the, the next one, which... Caleb and my daughters are both a member of my daughter being like the oldest member of it probably mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you draw the line she probably could be a old a young Z too and then the youngest members of will be your daughter and the people who are being born right now yeah uh, the very end of it is called Generation Alpha and then I got into this this conversation again which we've brought up a few times and 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 the caller. Uh, with Scott not Molly, and he was lamenting that the exes were, you know, already getting squeezed out of things as we add a new generation. And and it did make me bring up again, will we ever have a Generation X president? Or is it just going to skip a generation? And I had mentioned I was going through, and and I had said, well, you know, the two top, top newcomers, or not the top newcomers, the top... Uh, the incumbent and the former incumbent, I said we're both boomers, but a, somebody corrected me. On further review, Biden is on the line for actually being on the greatest generation. Trump is probably a boomer. And again, these lines are not official. They're all defined a little bit differently. But Biden may not even well, be a, Biden might not even be a boomer. Biden would be silent generation, not greatest. Sorry, generation. silent generation. I said that wrong. Um, Man, silence. greatest generation, which Woo! which is also yeah. So Biden was born in nineteen forty two, nineteen forty two, and usually where's the line usually considered between forty five, forty five for silent, forty six for boomers. Okay, and so Trump was born in 
Let's see. I had to pull it up. I don't know this. He's 46. So he's probably on the line, too. He's probably on the line. But Obama was a boomer. You had a boomer, mm-hmm. right? Uh, let's see. Would George, would, uh, let's see. Would George W. Bush have been, let's see. I'm going to see when he was born. George W. Bush was born in, hang tight. He's got to be a boomer. Ni- 1946. So he's right in that same group with Trump and Biden. Yeah. Same age. Same age now. Wow. So, uh, well, is Clinton, is Clinton, in the, is Clinton also in that group? He Wait probably is. Same age as those guys. It was president 22 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Clinton born in 46. These 30 guys years are all ago. the same age. We're going to have the, yeah. Obama is the only one that's, that's younger, uh, but he's still a boomer. Obama was born in 1961. So, yeah. A giant he, he's, he's definitely, he's a boomer. He's a few few years away from being an ex, but he's a boomer. Is that as close as Gen X is going to get? That's what, I, that's what I keep wanting. Now I'm going back to H.W. Bush. He was born in 1924. So that's, yeah, you, that's, you know, so. That's greatest generation. So you've got that boomer greatest line with Obama clearly. Boomer silent. Talk on it. Boomer silent. I apologize that I can't get that straight in my head. Um, boomer silent generation line with Obama firmly in the boomers. And then in order to get an X in there this time around, here are your here are your candidates that are X's on either side of the aisle. Um, nobody on the Democrat. Well, what's Marianne Williamson? I didn't. I'm going to be honest. I did not look Marianne Williamson <laughs> up in the rare. Uh, she's 52. She's a boomer too. She's a boomer too. So there are no Democrat Gen X's. If Gavin Newsom would run, I would assume he would be a Gen X, but I don't think that's happening at this point. Your Xers on Republican candidates, Nikki Haley, Will Hurd, Tim Scott is an Xer, and Francis Suarez is an Xer. Those are all those those are all your Xers. And then you've got additional boomers with Doug Burma, Burgum, Chris Christie, uh Larry Elder, Hutchinson, Pence, um, that's it. That's it. And then and then you've got your millennials. Let's go, Vivek. Then you've got your millennials in this whole thing. Uh Vivek was born Oh, and DeSantis is also, I should say DeSantis is also an Xer. DeSantis is a year younger than me, which I'm not a young looking guy, but I still can't believe that. That's that's still hard for me to get my head around. And then and then yes, Vivek Ramaswamy is actually a millennial. He was born in '85, which puts him. He's a he's an older millennial, but he's a millennial. Yeah, that's solidly in the millennial years. The closest we had really had was uh, was Pete Buttigieg, who was '82 though. '82, which is definitely exactly on the line. That yeah. could you could you could go either way. if you were playing Generation Collaboration, you could go either way with that one. But is your scenario because next time around, say four years from now, say Trump or Biden wins, okay. Uh, or I guess, you know, one of the other boomers would win, but I can't, I don't know who that would even be if it's not one of those two. The common thinking is DeSantis would maybe be the other one who would win. But let's say Trump or Biden wins. Um, in another four years, when reelection would come, because Biden would be term limited out if he mm-hmm. would win, 
I assume Trump would run again if he was win would win, and it's still fine. Um, is that the is that when you have the influx of the millennials? Yeah, you'll four, get more, four you'll years get more from millennials now? in four years. Four years from now, yeah. Once these extras turn like seventy, though, that's when we're going to start electing them, aren't we? <laughs> right, Nikki Haley at, at, and and Francis Suarez. I don't know if Francis Suarez is ever winning, but Nikki Haley and Will Hurd and and those guys at age not at age forty five or forty nine or fifty two, but more like sixty nine or seventy two. So we're going to have a shot. And someone asked how old Kamala Harris is. She's fifty eight. Oh, she's a boomer? Uh, 58. Born in 64? Who, who's, oh, born in 64. Yeah. That's right on the edge. She's the then, bottom right? edge of boomers. But she's, she's still a boomer. She's a, if you say, if you say 65 is the line, 65. that's what you're, you're making yeah. the line. Because my, my dad's born in 65, so he's that Harris, he's that yeah, line. so if she would run on the line, I'd like it to be more solidly And on at the, the uh, late October of 64. Okay. Wow. <laughs> really delving into the actually actual weeks and weeks and months that that these people would have been born. But, I don't, but I don't you know look, who the greatest hope for Gen X is to get there. Because you you, you look in in 4 years where where people are like for my generation in in at the the 2028 election I will be I'll be 37. Yeah, like you start to look at where a lot of millennials are. Then they're going to be mid thirties to mid forties. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Tim Scott born nineteen September nineteen sixty five. So I don't know where that puts him. Yeah, that exactly. that that's Gen X. Okay, that's he's he's a year younger than Kamala Harris, but that's the difference. That, that's that's that line, and yeah, it can kind of vary on where where you are because if yeah. it's if your generations are about 15 years, yeah, there's a there is a large difference in where when you grew up uh depending on 5 years either way. It's pretty clear as it stands today Ron DeSantis is the best bet for the Xers. Mhm. But but maybe if you're if you're looking for a dev- democrat, maybe it's Gavin Newsom. I got to check. He was probably born in the early 70s, right? That's my Maybe he's older than I think. 67. All right, we're okay. <laughs> we're okay. Newsom and DeSantis are the hopes for Gen X as it stands right now. So whichever party you're in, there you got your front runners. You got your guy. Your front runners are Boomer and Silent. There are other Boomers, but there's also a couple Gen X in there, and you're starting to see Millennials come onto the scene. I still think Gen X is going to get past. Who are the who are the hot political names that that? aren't running but would be someone who would potentially run in four years the next time around aoc yeah you i mean you go to like the superstars on the left and right are the ones who get aoc's definitely a millennial i don't yeah. even what's like a, she, she was born a year before me what about like uh what's marjorie taylor green you think she's a millennial she's got to oh, be an x she's got to be an x she's got to be an x all right i'm looking it up what do you guys think what's your what do you what do you guess on that year 74, she's an X. Definitely an X. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, just wondering about this whole thing. Hey, I uh, wanted to get a few more of the uh, What Chapter I Texts in because we like to we like to give our 
text people some time, and we were too busy with Facebook and calls that we did not get to them the first time around. So as I pull up the responses here on the prep page for What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday, we will go to the text that was sent in first by Phil the Portly. Um, Phil the Portly says, What Chaps My Hide is request line Friday, and the host talks over the song for the entire cut. <laughs> I try not to. I try and actually find. T- I, I usually try and wait for the whole thing to play up through the chorus before I jump in, or I try and hit it at the beginning and hit the post. I usually try and not talk over lyrics, but mm-hmm. I got you, Phil. Message received. Uh, OG Steven says, Chaps, got my car washed. Gonna get just enough moisture to make it messy every single morning. Keith says, Chaps from Hyde, Lincoln's anti-precipitation dome is in place again today. Rain almost all around us, but Lincoln is dry. At least it's been, at least it's been considerably less impactful the last month or two, month and a half, than it had been the first month and a half of this summer. So that's good. Uh, Moshpit Chad says, what Chaps is Hyde, getting blight on my cucumber plants in the garden. Oh, no. Guess I won't be making pickles this year. Ooh, homemade pickles? I'm interested in that. Very interested in that. Chris says, what chaps my hide is all of this August humidity. If I wanted this weather, I would have moved to Florida. Yeah, because then you get the beach at least, right? You get, well, depending on where you live in Florida, you get a draw. You're, you're probably drivable to the beach at very least, and you get the humidity with it as well. Midtown Dave says, chaps, that movies are on cable TV like on TBS, TNT, USA Network, are not shown in their original, unedited, R-rated theater release. It's not over-the-air TV. It's cable TV. We pay for it. We can handle a few bad words and preferably a naked body part or two. (laughs) Now, like, if you watch them on, like, like IFC, which is also in the cable package. I learned this when I first got digital cable. IFC does play uncut version of films. Mm -hmm. And sometimes cable version of films at night They'll leave the language in. Yeah. Have you know? I, I remember the first few times. Well, like South Park on Comedy Central, certain airings of that, they'll leave language in. And it'll surprise you when, it, when it's happening. It was eye opening growing up and seeing Blazing Saddles on TV and then my parents getting me the DVD. <laughs> yeah, or the other way. Whoa. Yeah. Plus, it's, it leads to some of the worst edits, the worst voiceovers edit. Man. <laughs> what in the. Heck, are you doing? <laughs> All right, it's 824. Check sports next on KLIN. Where the news never stops, the talk never ends. They always have great conversation. KLIN, Lincoln. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska Airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. All right, welcome back. It's 836 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. John Bishop joins me right now, and we are... John, we're into August. We've got Husker football practice going on probably as we speak or in a few minutes here after uh, after we speak. Uh, we've got an... NFL preseason game happening tomorrow. We are past. We are kind of past uh, media day and talking season. We're almost in the throes of this whole thing. Can you feel it now? Are you ready? I know mm. you like to have your season separated, but I do. We're I do. And there. now that the Cubs are back in the playoff chase, I can are I can they? wait another month or two. Caleb, your thoughts? <laughs> we sold all their good players. <laughs> no, you didn't sell all your good players. We sold all the good. We sold all you the still good. Got your corner infielders. Okay, uh, yeah, that's going to do a great job when the pitching was been garbage. Listen, we sold all of the good players that I had on my fantasy baseball team. Is what happened. All the Cardinals I had wasn't helping me. It's okay, guys. Not everybody can cheer for the hottest team in baseball. Only one of us is cheering for the hottest team in baseball right now. So, congratulations, team. That is congratulations, sure. outpacing the A's. Yep, good job. Four boys. in a row. Four in a row, in- including the rare balk off last night. <laughs> they had a balk off last night. That was incredible. That is so royal. <laughs> I mean, that uh, is so royal. It was it was very exciting for the for the hometown fans for all four thousand of them who were out there for that game in college. There were that many. Wow, that's yeah. pretty good. That was just my hand. That was quick. My my. Quick no, those are the folks that got lost on their way to St. Joe to watch Chiefs training. That's camp. probably true. That is yeah. probably true. Uh, hey, I, I got a question for you. We got, you know, we had a little news here at the beginning of this uh, of this fall camp, or excuse me, training camp for Nebraska. Um, <laughs> the, uh, what, one of the things we've seen, whether it's whether it's um, Farmer, whether it's Fleeks, I think there might be some other stories of this that might eventually be out there here at some point. Um, is that is that rule is running a tight ship when it comes to expectations? rules you know things like things like maintaining the correct weight right what he said with farmer it wasn't anything major it was just kind of expectations um and 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 those sorts of things so i mean it sounds it sounds like he is willing to take some attrition if it means shedding guys who he doesn't feel like are completely bought into everything that it's going to take and and maybe that plays a little bit into this whole idea with what this camp is right where it's not you know you're going back to the dorms where there's not a lot of it's it's not something that is going to be particularly easy for the players or that they're enjoying a whole lot it's work it's hard work and if they're not there it'll weed them out on this thing how much does that say to you that and maybe you thought this already that he is really i mean he may be willing to do some things that are going to make this season more difficult less likely for success in exchange for establishing kind of a culture for the long term and and what might that 
you know what that might maybe that lowers expectations for this season for some I, people. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's he's making these moves consciously saying, "Well, this is going to hurt our season." Um, I think he sees the picture of this is the kind of program I want run. This is how I want it run. And if you don't fit inside of that box, then you need to either get yourself to where you can fit or you leave. And when you think about it, yes, there's been some attrition, but all things considered, I didn't think Nebraska went through an an abnormally high amount of attrition over the course of the last nine or ten months compared to what you might see in other coaching changes. Yeah. So, you know, I think you're still getting, even though, you know, you've had the news of this week, overall, I still think the numbers are are fairly good in terms of the retention of players from last year. Um, so I, none, neither of these things really was an alarm to me. In fact, I thought the Joshua Fleek stuff was very interesting because if there was anybody who would have known going in what was going to be expected of him, it would be him because he was at Baylor. Yes. And and he knew he knew the lay of the land. So um no, I think I, I think this is this is all being done in the name of establishing our rules, establishing our ground rules, establishing our foundation. And and he's not going to cut corners just because it might mean seven wins versus five or six wins versus four or whatever the case may be, um, because he's thinking big picture here. He knows that he doesn't have to make a bowl game this year. He wants to, but he knows he doesn't have to. He knows year one because he's had he's experienced two very rough year ones in his previous college stops. He. he He's not under any pressure to to do that. Now, he's always going to put himself under pressure because he he's a coach, he's a competitor, he wants to win. Certainly, he wants to, you know, put Nebraska in the postseason for the first time in six years. Um, but I don't think he's going to sacrifice anything just for the sake of doing that because this is about the bigger picture. This is about the long term. This is the marathon, not the sprint. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting, and there was a part of me first that was saying, "Yeah, well, why why is this all this stuff happening now?" Or it seems like there's a more of a a renewed focus on on whatever it is on on enforcing the the rules and the culture and those sorts of things. But that's not really true. I mean, I remember, boy, wasn't it right out of spring that he said Anthony Grant had a had a suspension, yes. and there yeah. were, I think there was another guy he said, and he kind of says the same thing every time too. Like he wants to clarify that they're not in trouble with the law or something like that. He basically right. says he kind of always says he's like, "Yeah, it's not a real big deal, but it just didn't. They didn't follow our expectations, right. and so yeah, we'll he's, he's setting his boundaries, you know. And 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 while we're not always privy exactly to every boundary that is set, um, certainly everybody on the team is, is that way. I mean, you know, you go back to this, you know, he's done this top ten thing for the last you know few weeks and. Um, you know, has announced which players, you know, have been working the hardest. I mean, he's, he's trying to establish that. He's trying to establish that this is what you need to do to not only perform on this team, but perform at a high level on this team. And when you set 
when you set a high bar, you also have to set the low bar. You've got to set those boundaries, and I think that's that's what he's doing here. So, yeah, I, I don't anticipate this is going to be the end of Miles Farmer in a Nebraska uniform, but it's 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 not only for his benefit, but it's to show the team Team, listen, we're serious here. These are the things you have to do. These are the bare minimum things you have to do to get here. I know Sam McEwen wrote about it earlier this week about, you know, being timely, being on time to meetings and and things like that. Some of those things maybe were laxed in the past. Those things won't be accepted. And, and, you know, that's, I think that's any, any good organization has to have its ground rules. And, and Matt Rule is making sure that his ground rules are being set and being followed. Do you think this whole camp thing, staying at the dorm, is part and parcel of that, or is it just kind of a bonding, team-building type situation? What do you, I, like, yeah, what do you think I, I mean, it's all part of that. Is? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a team-bonding thing. It might be it might be in today's age a little gimmicky, um, but again, you know, he's he, he's he's trying to, you know, get everyone together. He's trying to, you know, bring this team, because, you know, you look at the numbers and while they've been together now for nine months or so, um, you still got a lot of fresh faces. You had people that joined in the summer or in the late spring, uh, that weren't here for spring ball. So yeah, I, you know, it's, I, you know, we'll see if it c- continues next year, uh, if we does it in, into the future. But, yeah. um, the only thing I'm worried about is making sure that everyone gets a good night's sleep because, you know, rest and recovery is so important. They're literally going to go from, and I wonder if part of this too is, you know, he knows that the new facilities are coming online pretty soon and they're going to be pampered, you know, like a supermodel, you know, with all of the, the different things that they're, the, the machines and the, and the training and everything they're going to get over there. Maybe he's just trying to, you know, do the whole, uh, Apollo Creed, Rocky Balboa thing where he goes back to <laughs> Siberia. Apollo's gym and, you know, they run the beach instead. So look for a lot of awkward bro hog, bro hugs uh, here at some <laughs> point after, yeah. after they run the laps. I mean, he's real. A couple of things that I've just heard about the experience, uh, it really screams remember the titans to me uh sure <laughs> like like uh it sounded like they did a little video where they went with some of the players and they came into their rooms and it sounded like they didn't know who their roommates were going to be and so i think they probably matched them up intentionally with people they didn't know would be my guess which didn't they do that i think they did that in the scene remember the titans the offense couldn't sit yeah. with, alone and the defense couldn't sit alone essentially yeah. so they probably are doing that with this too listen I mean, I, I i mean they should call the people over at real sports or not real sports i'm sorry um uh, hard knocks this is going to be more interesting than the jets yeah. right because the jets don't want anything to do with hard knocks so, so who cares about them bring the cameras to lincoln I want to see the interaction between the city kid and the country kid, you know, the kicker and the, you know, nose tackle. That's what I want to see. I want to see those those weird things where they're crammed in these, you know, tight dorm rooms together for two weeks and and watch the the stupid interactions that that yeah. take place as, you know, the city kid learns about, you know, corn borers and you know the the country kid learns about you know whatever you know I, i'd rather watch that way. than than the jets i want the walk-on d lineman from panhandle nebraska rooming with jeff sims that, there you absolutely. go absolutely that would and, be- and judging by jeff sims's demeanor i think he would kind of get into it yeah 
You know, I mean, at some point, and and remember, Jeff Sims is now signed to deal with Acres. Yeah, so <laughs> he's basically country. Helpful. He's basically country now. He could use an advisor, I'm sure, on he's some like, of those yeah, things. Yeah, because I guarantee you, Jeff Sims is walking up to one of those John Deere implements and going, "What does this thing do?" You know, <laughs> he needs the education on this. So yeah, put him in there with put him in there with a West Nebraska rancher or you know someone from the corn fields of. Uh, you know Stanton County, and let's do this. Yeah, he's from Jacksonville, so I don't know what the what the situation with corn is over. Well, there he he told a story that when he was up here back in, in in the spring, and he'd gotten up here, he had to scrape his windshield for the first time <laughs> with ice. He was like, "I don't know what the what, how do I do this?" Uh great, good stuff. Uh all right. Let, oh yeah, but and by the way, John, one last thing on those you were talking about you know, like getting good rest. I actually do wonder about that. I saw those beds and they made my back hurt just looking at them. So. Oh, I know. Oh, brutal. <laughs> brutal. Just yeah. The- so I'm I'm yeah, I I'm just hoping that no, you know, back strains or other non, you know, soft tissue injuries don't occur because of all of this. Uh conference realignment stuff. We didn't quite I thought maybe today uh, yesterday would be a crazy day and that might happen today. Um, because it feels like everything is teetering on the brink completely. Whether yeah. it's whether it's Arizona making a move to the Big Twelve and who comes with them, whether it's Oregon, Washington, you know, I don't know. There seems to be seems to be some rumors about the Big Ten expanding again. Could that be a part of it? And it feels like we're just on the precipice of all that. And if I mean, I think you can already say this. It feels like we are really in the end times of this. We are getting we are getting close. I think maybe you disagree, but I feel like we are getting close to it being sort of set for a while. Do you think that is actually the case? And and like, what is the end game? Like, is there a, is there a point? Is there a situation where you feel like okay, this is kind of settled? It can it's going to have to, or it can work this way for a while. I I can't help but still think that the end game is conferences no longer existing in in the in their current construct where the most powerful schools break off and do their own thing now um i i still think something like that is many years down the road but i think that's the ultimate end game in all of this you know because what businesses vanderbilt have just because they were born on third base or or northwestern or or you know you know schools that don't necessarily prioritize football or consider themselves to be, you know, big football school. Uh, But I still think that's many, many years down the road. I I mean, as long as the ACC continues to squirm because they're locked into their grant of rights, I don't think certainly the Pac-12 dying is, is is a landmark moment in this and would probably signal the end of this phase i just think it's the start end of one chapter and the start of the next and the next chapter is you know is is it the acc that dissolves does the big 12 you know try to get so big um that it ends up you know costing itself in the end um it's to me it's frustrating because i i i don't wish this i don't wish for the regionality of college football or college sports to go away. And when you lose literally, you know, the, the Western third of the country or lose one of their conferences, um, I don't think that's good for the sport, but 
I, unfortunately, that's that's where we're headed. I, I I just can't see the Pac-12. I either see the Pac-12 going away or the Pac-12 becoming, you know, a Mountain West right. or a Sun Belt, you know, where it's not a power league. You might have a few teams like an Oregon State and a Washington State that are still a part of it, but it's mostly, you know, it's 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 a shell of what it used to be. It's never going to be on the same it's not even going to be on the same, you know, level as the Big 12 or the ACC, much less the Big 10 and the SEC who have already separated themselves. So, yeah, I, I see this as, you know, we're, we're getting to the end of another chapter, but I still think there's at least a couple more chapters to go, and that, those will take place over the next few years. I mean, at some point, the conferences are going to be, it's going to be such a different in how they look who's in it, and, you know, just the idea that they exist for a completely different reason than they did even 20 years ago, yeah. they exist for the purpose of being a basically a conglomerate group to negotiate media rights is yeah, the, ver- the very primary purpose for these things. Like, I wonder if their sentimentality for conferences is really going to start melting away. Like, it's going to get easier in five years from now to say, you know what, do we really need the Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC? Do we even do we even need those anymore? Is, yeah, there, I mean, is it associated be, with tradition? Yeah, to be honest with you, there's only one conference that that identity still matters, and that's the SEC. SEC, mm-hmm. SEC, I, I, and 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 listen, you know, we can make fun of it up here all we want, but and and, and I would recommend it if you ever get a chance. You know, ESPN did a like a ten part series on the history of the SEC. It's called Saturdays in the South. It's a really good series. And it gives you a really good understanding of why that passion exists. And it really, I hate to say it, but it really stems out of the, you know, post-Civil War era, right? Where the South needed an identity, uh, a positive identity. And and so you're right. I think eventually if, you know, the power schools break away and do their own thing, that identity would be lost, but they would be the last stand in that battle would be fought, you know, in the South because they really identify to that conference. There are probably a few hardline big tenors who think the same way about their league, but it ain't even close to what it's like in the Southeastern conference. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, we'll see. It's, it's just crazy too. Now you get, you get into these periods of time. We're almost used to it now where, you're hearing about uh, regents meetings going into private session and you can just it's just sort of in the air that something big feels like it's about to happen and it might actually be today um mm-hmm. it might not be but s- something's happening and and the Pac-12 is about to die is what it sounds like i mean it i it, it won't even if they if they somehow would have that worst case scenario where Arizona, Arizona State, Utah would leave, and then Oregon, Washington would leave. That they're ob- what are they going to do? Fill up Phil Callen, Stanford, and Oregon State with in Washington State with some other West Coast teams. I mean, become whack part two essentially. Yeah, that's, that's basically what it would be. Or they merge with the Mountain West. The, the stragglers yeah, merge. With that the actually Mountain makes West. more sense. That actually makes and, more sense and try and have a. Um, and and try and make that the next, the other power, whatever it would be, power four conference. I'm just waiting for 20, 25 years from now when you do have the power two or the power three and they decide that they can make more money together with their negotiations. They merge. They decide to create 
an NFL-like division landscape, and we're back to the big six here well, in and Nebraska. Here's, here's my worry if they do that, and we're about out of time. This is an interesting conversation. If that happens, will you still get equal representation of all the teams on TV, even, or in the prime oh, Yeah, that's the good that, slots? Then that would be the other thing, too. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all going to be based on who you negotiate with and which and 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 how much they're willing to pay you. But the only thing I'll say in closing is this. If the Pac-12 dies, has somebody thought about the Rose Bowl? Would somebody please think about the Rose Bowl? I can't, I can't I mean, believe the Big we Ten. We can't let the Rose Bowl die. I, I, I can't believe the Big Ten isn't driving in as the cavalry to go put this help put this thing back together so they can have the Rose Bowl, but... I don't know. It's all if when that one when that tradition is not super important anymore, you really know things are changing. All right, good to talk. That, I can't if I can't watch that sunset on you know January first. I, I I have no more reason to watch sports. All right, John, have a good show this afternoon on sixteen twenty the zone. We'll talk to you next week. All right, hey. There you go, John Bishop from our sister station, sixteen twenty. The zone. Was, was, was he saying "bye" or "all right" or was that just Dang. a noise? It was just a noise, <laughs> just clearing his throat. I think. David <laughs> Six wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, wrapping up the show here. Seventy six degrees in the capital city while we finish things off. Coming up tomorrow. On the show. It is a Thursday, and that means Ticket Thursday. And we got a hot ticket. We got, we got multiple hot we got tickets. got multiple hot tickets. One one particular. No offense to our friends in the band train. That's a that's a hot ticket, too. And that's one of... But we gave those away last week, and we still have a pair left of those. But we also have a pair of tickets to see Hamilton. That's right. We have got the very difficult... These are... I'm going to guess these are seats, uh, a pair that you cannot buy right now, at least in the area where they are. So we've got the Sunday, the 13th evening show for Hamilton that you will have a chance to win at 710 tomorrow, plus Grow Lincoln and uh, some more Husker football talk. We'll see you then. It is 9 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln.